Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM, The Revolution. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. There'll be lots of travel tips and travel news and some really cool stuff going on in 2019 that we'll be talking about pretty soon. And remember, you can listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And be sure to follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, you know, as the old year comes to an end and a new one is about to be born, we can look back at creating a fresh start as a new chapter in life that's waiting to be written. We'll have new questions to ask and embrace and love with answers waiting to be discovered. You know, we're about to embark in this new transformative year of wonder and discovery. And remember, only dreams give birth to change. So let's all dream big. For me, the end of the year is always a time to reflect and look to the future. And you You know, it's no secret anymore that climate and weather are such important factors in our decision-making as we plan our trips and our journeys. And this coming year promises to provide some new and challenging opportunities for those who are involved in climate change and how it relates to travel. My aim on Speaking of Travel is to focus on hope and to inform you of what's happening to our planet and our weather so you are prepared as you go make your travel. So as we move into the new year, you'll have more opportunities to listen to experts about how we can find common ground and become more conscious of leaving a smaller footprint as we embark on our journeys. Today, I'm announcing that we The Speaking of Travel team here for 2019 will be partnering with the Climate Listening Project to create a series with Dana Ruggiero. We'll be talking about how climate change is impacting the places we love to travel, and we'll be inviting experts and travelers to talk about how we can all work together for the places we love. Hey, Dana, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Hello. Hey, well, I am excited about 2019. Me too. I mean, I have really enjoyed 
bringing some guests on here and there to talk about ecotourism, sustainable travel, agritourism, birding tourism, even pollinator-friendly cities. And we've had a chance to really dive into some of these green travel solutions and hopeful stories. And the idea that every single month we are going to have an opportunity to dive deeper and to really shine a light on people that are working together, collaborating, bringing forth opportunities for everybody to travel a little bit more sustainably and to know the ways that climate change is impacting all of these places we love. It's just, it's really exciting for me. I love speaking of travel and I'm so excited about collaborating with you. Well, thank you, Dana. I feel the exact same way and I feel like we've made a lot of progress already that there's a movement afoot, a little movement afoot. By step, inch by inch, yard by yard, we can help sustain our planet and the places that we love and to really encourage people to maybe step out a little bit more in 2019. You know, put a, put one foot in front of the other and try something new. And I have to tell you, though, right now, the the episode that has received so much response is the wood thrush episode we did. I want you to talk a little bit about the wood thrush project because I had people who contacted me to let me know how much they appreciated our focus on birds and their travel. Oh, the Woodthrush Connection is a film that I made with the Audubon Society, and I had an opportunity to travel to Belize to follow the migratory path of the Woodthrush around the world and learn about its wintering grounds and here in North Carolina where it has its breeding grounds and the ways that people are connected across borders to protect this bird that they love. And one of the reasons why people love this bird so much on the east coast of the United States is because it has dual vocal cords and it is one of the most beloved songbirds. And so, so many people from different backgrounds, you know, here on the whole east coast, all the way, you know, down the migratory path to Belize are just loving this bird and it's a connector. It's a way that people are having conversations about climate change because we need to protect all of the habitats that not only the bird lives in now, but that it might live in in the future as the climate continues to change. Um, We're seeing birds being impacted by climate change. We're seeing our forests be impacted by climate change. We're seeing storms more unpredictable and just, you know, creating more catastrophe than ever before. you know, I just I just traveled to Florida and I saw, you know, on the Gulf Coast where Hurricane Michael has created complete devastation there um, near Mexico Beach and on the panhandle of Florida, um, all the way to the east coast of North Carolina where we saw Hurricane Florence and, you know, just all of these different storms that are impacting the places that this bird is traveling to and the places that this bird relies on for the food that it eats and the places where it builds its nests. And, you know, people that get inspired by this bird get inspired to take action on climate change. And that's what, you know, I just, I love to hear. Well, again, it's step by step. Randy, right here, is in the studio with me. Remember when 
Dana was in the studio with uh, the Audubon people. Yes, I do. Red, that Randy and I were just in awe of hearing them talk about just the importance of habitat and the little change. I don't know if you remember, Randy, but they they gave us little packets of seeds right, that right. you could plant that were part of what the wood thrush eats so that it would yeah. have food. Right, Dana? Yeah, you know, one of the most important things we can do to protect the wood thrush and the birds that we love is to keep the forests that we already have. Let's maintain and protect these natural areas. The second best thing we can do is to plant things in our backyard, bushes and trees that these birds love. And then when they return from their migratory journey, there's, there's food waiting for them here in the spring. And so, yes, that was, that was a beautiful show. I, I'm, I'm always inspired by the Audubon Society and, and having an opportunity to follow these stories with the Climate Listening Project about the ways that, that individuals can take action in, at home, at their businesses, and then also the ways that we can work through, you know, calling to action to say, hey, let's protect these beautiful areas. Areas. On my trip right now around the southeast, I've had an opportunity to visit the Angel Oak National Monument, the Cumberland Island National Seashore, Everglades National Park, the Marine Sanctuary in Lowy Key. And it's like to go to these natural areas and to see these places that we've protected is so inspiring. And it's it just reminds me the importance of these protected areas that we call for. We are the ones that ask, hey, we want more protected areas. Let's protect this for us. And, and, and so individuals can help to make those actions happen. Well, it is. It's it's how many people come to the table and and work in the community to make that as mainstream as possible. So people really get it and recognize, wow, there's something we can do. Right, Randy? We could we could plant the seeds. Absolutely. And and uh, I'm a former gardener. Gardening it's integral with birding. It's a part of it. A garden is a beautiful flower garden is not alive unless there's birds. So it's even just changing perspective that you are doing something to help. Now take it a step further. Absolutely. Well, Dana, thank you so much. I want to talk more about that when we come back and also um, encourage anybody. What's the website to get to that Wood Thrush Project? ClimateListeningProject.org. Awesome. Dana Ruggiero is in, uh, well, she's in Florida, right, Dana? <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right. So she's still down there in Florida telling us what's going on down there. And we need to hear these things. We need to embark on uh, 2019 as being the year of change. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip.
Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on It's another year. You know, I always get to the end of the year and I think, my God, where did the time go? It just seems like it was January and we're coming into January. But with that comes a time of change and, I don't know, reflecting on what we've done. And I'm here with Dana Ruggiero. She's with the Climate Listening Project. And Dana and I have had a number of episodes. You can go to speakingoftravel.net and click to listen to the podcast many podcasts we did in 2018. Right, Dana? Oh, yeah. We have had some great conversations with experts, with travel, you know, sustainable, birding, eco, you know, responsible, some green travel tips, and, you know, just some amazing, inspiring people that are doing good work um, in their communities. Exactly. And, you know, by nature... No pun there, but we live in nature. We live in a rainforest and a, uh, and a a region that is made up of so many forests. So, you know, we can actually see. It's not like something that we can – that we're just listening to and going, oh, that's news. I didn't know there was an issue. Uh, we see it. We live it. We – you know, when when we go on a hike, you can see the the effects of climate change, and I'm sure you're seeing it when you're down in Florida and doing uh, so many different areas. Oh yes, you know I love living in the Appalachian Mountains, and we have one of the very important corridors of natural area that kind of goes all the way up, 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 up to even New York and Maine, and the Appalachian Trail is very important uh, for a lot of travelers, and they actually just denied a pipeline to cross the Appalachian Trail, and that's something that people that love to travel to that area worked hard to protect, you know, the people that rely on the water and the air, because when we think about natural areas. Like you said, we are a part of nature. We are, just like everything else, a part of our local ecosystems, a part of our natural environment. We are living on this earth and we need clean air and clean water. And so not only do our forests and natural areas protect us and by giving us clean water and clean air, they protect us from the changing climate. Forests are our best defense against you know, hurricanes and climate impacts, and they are our best defense for the the little critters and creatures that we share the earth with, uh, like the birds, like the wood thrush that we were talking about. So there's just so much work to be done, too, because um, I, I know I've been in the travel industry long enough to know that green and sustainable travel is important and that... Um, 
you know, there there are resources available so people can uh, figure out how they can leave a smaller footprint when they do travel. Uh, now is really becoming something more of a um, community even, you know, being aware and being attentive of our own community and the tourism uh, that's coming and continues to come to areas and regions that in the past didn't have a footprint at all. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's definitely, you know, Asheville is growing as an area of, you know, place that people want to go and experience nature. And this is something that, you know, when you talk about the year kind of flying by, I've definitely noticed when I travel, it slows down my moments and it gives me an opportunity to meet new people, to see new things, to experience new experiences. And it kind of gives me these little milestones in my year. You know, I went there on that year. On this year, I went there. I experienced that, oh, that best friend that I have now, I met in that place. These people from Belize that I will never forget and I have these wonderful connections with, that, you know, happened in 2016 and we're still even now working on the Woodthrush Connection where they're creating a school curriculum out of it. I just had an opportunity um, to, I'm going to be sharing a series with Speaking of Travel and National Geographic and the Environmental Paper Network where I had an opportunity to meet people from Indonesia, England, China, Australia, Italy, Bolivia, Mozambique, Russia, Germany, Canada, Scotland, the list goes on. <laughs> but I have this opportunity to meet all these amazing people. And, and I think that travel is really important when you think about just opening up your world and seeing the impacts that are happening from climate change in other places and to realize that you're not alone, that the impacts that you're experiencing Others may be experiencing, too. The things that you care about, the things that you love, others also are sharing those loves and those experiences. And so it gives us opportunities to have these conversations which create community, which create action. Well, as you said, collaboration is definitely the key. Working together, people um, you know, breaking down boundaries and just saying, hey, we need to all work together, no matter what your industry is, um, if we're conscious, then we need to recognize coming together and working together is really the the best way to get involved. So when you think about collaboration, it's a matter of uh, being able to step out a little bit and say, hey, I want to work with somebody else. And you do that really well. You step out and work with a lot of different people and a lot of different organizations. So you have a very, very much more broad view, kind of, you're the drone, if you will, (laughs) for the travel, you know, globally to be able to get an idea of just what what we need to do moving forward. I mean, we, I think we're at a benchmark. Like, we know where we are. We know what we need to do. Now, let's move forward and make it happen. And that's why I'm really excited about having this series next year of a month, each month being able to have a topic and talking about how climate change is affecting travel and the travel industry, all of it, how you make your plans, how you can leave a, a smaller footprint no matter where you go. We'll be able to have experts come on and, and talk about that. And uh, I don't know, Randy, we're going to be able to do a lot with Dana next year. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It is going to be fun. So, Dana, who's going to be first up come January? 
So one thing that I'm really excited about next year is I think that a lot of the guests that I've had have been working on projects in the United States. And, and often, you know, often they're working internationally as well. But our first guest and, and, and our other guests also will be international that are working on projects around the globe. And so our first guest is J.C. Bingler. She is from a company called Ecosia, and they are planting trees in Africa, South America, the United States, and around the world through something as simple as a search engine. And this, is, to me, is one of the most simple solutions, one of the simple actions that people can take. Um, you know, just by searching on their search engine, you plant trees. And it's an example of a company that's doing good. So it's a very easy solution for people to take. But what I want to talk with JC about, what we'll, what we'll kind of dive into is is the resulting impacts in the communities by reforestation. And these are beautiful places around the world. We all love to visit South America, the idea of visiting Africa, you know, places in Florida and on the West Coast up in the Northwest, where we love to travel to, reforesting those places that we love. I'm really excited about that. That is so exciting. In fact, the other night, I have to tell you just a quick marketing story. It'll just take a second. But I was with somebody who was a pilot for a private airplane. It's a charter plane, and it's small, and it's kind of like a Learjet, I guess, and he works with big companies. And he was saying, you know, I'd really like to get my name out there more so that I can be – you know, get more business and work with people who are attracted to the kind of flights that we do. They go a short distance, not long distance. Anyway, I said, why don't you just offer to plant a tree? <laughs> Every yes. time somebody flies with you, they you, you'll have somebody plant a tree for you. And, you know, we could hook this guy up to her and who knows, they could all be planting trees together. It's such a, yeah, and it's such a simple thing to do, right? I love that. And that's, you know, when we talk about years going by quickly and the importance of travel, I think that travel gives us that break. It gives us that time to slow down from the daily, day-to-day grind that so many of us are living in. We're busy. We have, you know, families. We have work to do. But really... Eco activities, being a little bit more sustainable, can be integrated into our daily lives. It, it's something that we can, you know, we take time to travel. It gives us these opportunities to slow down, to be more responsible, to be more sustainable. But we can also integrate that into our businesses, into our home lives, at our schools, at our, our places that we gather, our places of worship, our community, you know, activities that we participate in. And so I love to hear when people are thinking about, you know, how do I connect with more people? You know what? I can do it in a good way. And I can bring, you know, that then branches out not only to the new people that he's working with, but then the communities where the trees are being planted and it just creates this ripple effect. I love the ripple effect and we will ripple back. So Dana Ruggiero, thank you so much. We'll be back. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Airports and airplanes are filled with busy travelers, especially this time of year. And this is also a time of year when nasty bugs are traveling with us. 
Air travel is at an all-time high, and there is often little time in between flights to prepare the inside of the airplanes for the next group of travelers. So come prepared. Bring a travel-sized packet of disinfecting wipes with you and take a moment to wipe down the tray table, safety card, overhead light and air controls, and any other surface you will be touching. A travel-sized container of hand sanitizer is also advisable. By keeping your hands clean, you reduce your risk of contracting an unwanted illness during your travels. Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on It's time to head over to the Gourmet Highway with our good pal, Doc Lawrence. Today, Doc is headed over to Birmingham, Alabama. You know, Doc, I love Birmingham. I've visited a couple of times, and what I love about it is that you can still experience the places from the past that have made us who we are today. So, tell us more. Sweet home Alabama, da-da-da-da. Oh, pardon me, Marilyn, you caught me singing. Yeah, that's right. I admit it. I'm in Birmingham, deep in the south, in the heart of Alabama. And yeah, the state song should be Sweet Home Alabama here. And I'm looking up now at the mountain where Vulcan, the world's largest cast iron statue, holding a saber up towards heaven, is hovering over dock. And it's a reminder that this is an arts town. This is a gentle town. This is a town surrounded by beautiful mountains. And there's so much to do here that is so Americana and so Southern. This progressive and beautiful city deserves a visit by everybody, Maryland. Actually, this is an outpouring of great museums and galleries like you won't find anywhere south of New York. The Birmingham Museum of Art is internationally acclaimed for its collections and its exhibitions. I love going to it. The Southern Museum of Flight honors so many in Alabama. For instance, the Tuskegee Airmen. Now, who hasn't seen them in the great movies? The wonderful group of pilots that flew in World War II, all African Americans who became international heroes and certainly heroes to me. The Negro Southern League Museum honors great players of the old Negro Leagues, including Alabama's rather famous native Satchel Page. You know, it's old Satchel, one of my great heroes, that told Doc and all the men on earth to love like you have never been hurt before in your life. And that's pretty good advice. You know it. Maryland, the Alabama Jazz Hall of Fame is here. Now, you think about Nat King Cole and W.C. Handy, and you just go from there and you get the idea. 
Birmingham is a major college town. Sanford University showcases one of the great campuses in this country, and I've got a soft spot in my heart for Sanford, Maryland. This is where my daughter attended, and this is where my dear sister Gail, who lives in Franklin, Tennessee now, graduated. I have so many friends here, and this campus is certainly part of it. Do you know where one of the top medical research centers in the world is? It's right here in Maryland in Birmingham at UAB, the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Maryland, Birmingham is about food, southern food that is, and don't look any further in America than Frank Stitt's legendary Highlands Bar and Grill. I'll bet you that thousands of listeners right now have visited this wonderful restaurant. It's a bit of France, it's a little bit of New York, and a whole lot of Alabama. Highlands is year after year acclaimed as one of America's top-tier restaurants, and for good reason. And you won't meet a finer man on this planet than Chef Frank Stitt. When you go there, you tell Frank that Doc sent you, and he might take a couple of pennies off that bill. I don't know. Who would come to this city and not dine on ribs at Dreamland Barbecue? I think next only to possibly Big Bob Gibson's in Decatur, Alabama, this might be the heart of barbecue in the United States. It certainly has won my heart and my palate, and you've got to go here to experience that. Get ready to stand in line, but it's worth it. With Maryland, I can kind of hear old Leonard Skinner playing somewhere in the background, Sweet Home Alabama once again, and that's my signal to start getting ready for tonight, change clothes, meet some friends just up the road at Bright Star Restaurant, and get ready to move on to the next city. So for now, this is Doc Lawrence for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, in lovely Birmingham, Alabama on the Gourmet Highway, saying so long for now, and I hope to see you in your city soon. Thanks, Doc. You know, another visit to Birmingham is certainly on my list. We'll catch up next week. Bye for now. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I've been doing a lot of visiting lately. It's the holiday season, and just getting in my car and driving around and Going to visit people has been a priority in my life these last couple of weeks, and I'm here today with Dana Ruggiero. She's with the Climate Listening Project, and Dana, let me ask you, you know, I do get in my car a lot. I drive quite a bit, so, you know, people love going on road trips. They want to get RVs and, you know, get take in the van life. How do you compensate that when you want to be a sustainable traveler and leave a smaller footprint? Oh yeah, yeah. Van life is a is a big thing right now with the with some of these new folks that are looking for inexpensive ways to travel and not stay in you know hotels and things all the time. And then we have, of course, the RV lifestyle where you can kind of set up and live in different places and have your own accommodations right there with you. I am actually traveling for two months right now. I've been on the road for a month and a half and I will return home in two weeks, and I've traveled around the southeast. And some of the ways that I try to be more sustainable when I travel in my car is that I have a hybrid vehicle, so I'm getting very, very good gas mileage. I'm also looking at opportunities for, you know, how to 
do the trip in a specific way where I'm mapping everything out. I'm not backtracking. I'm not wasting any gas that I don't need to use. And I'm also looking at opportunities to stay in places where I know that I can have a green travel experience where I'm able to leave not so much of an impact and, you know, not staying in hotels. I'm staying with friends. I'm staying in places that are, you know, promoting the that they are sustainable travel, and there definitely are hotels that are sustainable, and so I, if I can find that, I stay in that. Um, and I'm looking at opportunities to not have a lot of waste on my journey, because you want to sort of buy food locally, have an opportunity to, to eat out at restaurants, but I'm looking for restaurants that are locally owned, that are, you know, having those sustainable green practices there, whether they're sourcing locally or they're not having a lot of waste in there, you know, after you eat, um, shopping at grocery stores and having, you know, things that are packaged smartly so you're not creating a lot of waste on the journey is important as well. And I'm also visiting places where I'm having an opportunity to volunteer. And so I had an opportunity to go out on a film expedition on a boat in Lowy Key National Marine Sanctuary for a film called Shark Sanctuaries that's going to be coming out. And, you know, I had an opportunity to volunteer and go and help with that project um, where young people are, you know, learning how to be divers, scuba divers. And so I went out and I had an opportunity to talk with them about filmmaking and just to help take behind-the-scenes photos of them and the film crew while they were out there. And so I'm going to places, I'm learning about those places, and I'm also sharing them on social media, making not a huge footprint, but talking about them along the way. Wow, that's Sounds wonderful. I really love that idea of uh, being able to. Well, for one thing, you know, I'd really like to at some point take a longer road trip and really be able to, you know, visit the Gourmet Highway. I would love to get an RV and take it out and start visiting some of the places you went, like Cedar Key, Florida, right? Yes, I visited one of the places in the Gourmet Highway. I took Doc's advice, and I went down to Cedar Key so that I could go out and kayak with the dolphins. Oh, my it's gosh. important area where um, they have a lot of little tiny islands that are sanctuaries. They're preserved areas where migratory birds and other marine birds actually live there, and there are estimated over 350 dolphins in that area. Holy so crap go out and go kayaking and follow Doc's advice. And I really enjoyed traveling with you, Marilyn. And when we had an opportunity to go to Franny's farm and learn about hemp as a solution to protecting our forests, that was really exciting for me. And so, I, you know, I'm just looking forward to hitting the road with you more, traveling and showcasing the ecotourism, not only in our area, but around the world. That sounds awesome. Dana Ruggiero with the listening the Climate Listening Project. And Dana, thank you so much. We'll be right back.
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Dana Ruggiero. We're talking about the new 2019 uh, Speaking of Travel and the Climate Listening Project series. And we're going to be focusing on conversations around climate and community. And uh, Dana, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is you you brought up your collaboration with National Geographic. Would you tell me a little bit more about what you're going to be doing with them? Absolutely. I'm really excited. You know, people can go to Facebook, Speaking of Travel, or Instagram, Speaking of Travel, and connect to kind of follow along. We'll be sharing photos via National Geographic, Open Explorer, and also on Speaking of Travel, um, with featuring people that are around the world that are working on forest solutions. And I'm calling this Voices of Hope for the Forest. And so these are people with, you know, WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, Greenpeace, um, Dogwood Alliance, NRDC, the Natural Resources Defense Council, very large international organizations, and also small organizations in Mozambique, um, in Australia, in China, in Germany, um, from, from many countries, um, people that are working together. And I think that a lot of times climate change can seem like a very, very big problem because it is. <laughs> but it's important to maintain hope and to talk about climate change. And so these people are sharing why they chose this as their life's work and why they are hopeful, what inspires them. And so hopefully we'll provide a little bit of inspiration for others to share their stories too. And so that's the National Geographic Partnership um, that I'm really excited about to be sharing that also with you. I love it. I think it's um, it. To be able to bring everybody together and uh, create a dialogue and really make it something that we all can participate and get involved in is uh, just such a a wonderful thing. And I think that, you know, you hit it on the head as far as hope and, uh, you know, there are people who – in my lifetime, I've met many people who are visionaries and uh, just go with their gut and take a risk and step out. I mean, when you look at the guests that I had on Speaking of Travel in 2018, oh, my gosh. I mean, Randy and I, we've uh, we've spent time uh, weeping 
in this studio. <laughs> you know, very true. People have these experiences that are just so uh, profound yeah. because they've traveled, and and it doesn't even have to be that they traveled to an exotic place. Some people just going on a road trip with their family was very moving and very mm-hmm. inspiring, and uh, I think just. That is the focus of speaking of travel. Um, and so next year, as we move into 2019, I'm going to, in addition to having the climate series with Dana, which I'm excited about, we're going to do every month. You'll bring in different people. I'm going to have a guy who invented the yoga egg. Uh, he's become quite famous, and it's a, a it's a sustainable green product for people in the yoga, uh, into yoga, and he travels around China, and he's a very funny comedian. I've got some singer-songwriters coming in from Nashville, uh, from a Nashville agency who are going to talk about musicians and traveling. Uh, I have an Indian chef who's coming in who's a community advocate, a farmer, an entrepreneur. Um, I have a, a interview in uh, late January with a civil rights advocate from Montgomery, Alabama, who also owns a tech company and began the Civil Rights Museum in Montgomery. You know, Dana, I feel like uh, speaking of travel has become a platform to be able to talk about things and interview people and uh, and have conversations with people who have been really inspiring and, and moving because they did something that was just for them even, Right. You know, I call my project the Climate Listening Project because I believe that listening is one of the most important things that we can do, not only for, you know, environmental issues, but for our social health, our our economic climate, our political climate, our inclusive climate, our equity climate, our emotional climate, all of these things that play into how we interact with each other and how we can be hopeful or how we can create solutions. And so for you to be doing the work that you're doing, it is a listening project. It is an opportunity to showcase people that are doing good and provide a little bit of hope, you know, a little bit of inspiration. In the mainstream media, I mean, in podcasting and on the radio, it's it's such an important tool. I mean, you think about somebody that's driving right now in their car and listening and, and then goes and, and takes action when they get home or has a little bit of hope, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of, you know, just a little bit more uh, good in their world because they've seen through you what is possible is just amazing. And so I thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, thank you, Dana. And I would say one of the largest compliments I've received is somebody who told me that she just didn't have an opportunity to travel, but when she listened to my show, she felt like she had been around the world. And yes. Yeah, and I really like that because I try to have conversations with people who, uh, who A, inspire me uh, because they put a big smile on my face, uh, but also these are people who are you know, somebody's son and daughter and and wife and mother and families. And so what you're doing, the, the choices that you make, you know, they don't just influence you, even if you're a solo woman traveler. I've interviewed quite a few. Um, it really gets all back to uh, a ripple out effect that you've been there, you've experienced that, and you come home with a different perspective, and you you become that more. 
Yes. You must see that I a lot. how connected we are. Right. You know, I think that, you know, a lot of the people that I've interviewed for the Climate Listening Project, you know, it's, it's folks that aren't necessarily environmentalists or people that wouldn't say, you know, I'm an environmentalist, but they, they start to see the impacts happening at home to their families, in their communities. And so they take action or they hear something on your show that says, wow, you know, maybe if I do something a little bit different in my daily life, even some small shift like the pilot you were talking about and possibility of planting trees, that doesn't only help, you know, you and your family and it, and it will and it does, but it, it it's this ripple effect that, of course, I mean, what we're doing here does impact. The choices that we make do impact Indonesia. They impact other places, and what they're doing impact us. I mean, we're all so much more connected than we realize, and I think that when we think about the things that we love, the people that we love, the bird that we love, the food that we eat, the water we need to drink, the air that we breathe, the nature, I mean, it's all so much more connected than we, than we think about in our busy, busy days. And so what you do with Speaking of Travel, and I'm just honored to have, you know, a monthly series with you on Climate Listening Project, Speaking of Travel, every single month on this show, um, because it's, it's just what I believe in what you're doing, and I thank you for what you're doing. Well, thank you, Dana. And I believe that there are a lot of people who, um, who are already uh, in a practice of of being more sustainable, of, uh, you know, there are different levels of activism, uh, people who are right up there, you know, in, in the, uh, in Washington, being an advocate. And then there are people in our own community who are doing things. So you can always, um, there, there are so many resources and tell us again, how we can get in touch with you. ClimateListeningProject.org. And it's so comprehensive on that website. I've been there before, and I can tell you it's easy to get around. Uh, it's easy. You know, what I like about your format so much, Dana, is that it's simple and clean, and you bring the people that you talk to to life. We recognize with them. We connect with them. And the stories that you tell and the way that you've presented it is really um really fabulous. I commend you. Thank you so much. I have all my films available there, and also I have links to our podcast series there, and I'm going to keep listening as long as people want me to. I'm really honored to do the work. I am, too, and I... I'm so looking forward to being with you and and being able to focus on, um, I don't know, just how we can be the change we want to see in the world a little bit more. So Dana Ruggiero with the Climate Listening Project. Tell me one more time the website. ClimateListeningProject.org. Got it. Well, Dana, I'll talk to you again in January 2019. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. This Happy been, New Year, Randy. Oh, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Dana. You too. Well, we're excited about Randy being back with us in 2019. You so, yes. yay. All right, you guys. Well, go off and have a wonderful week. And, you know, this is the end of the year, you guys. Let's go. We talk about resolutions, going to the gym. Let's, uh, let's work out our mind and our hearts a little bit as we move forward into the new year. Let's really reach down into a compassionate place. And, you know, listen to the stories on Speaking of Travel. Be inspired. Put one foot in front of the other because life is short. And let me tell you, 
don't postpone joy. Oh.